Hello, and welcome to Range of Motion, or ROMcast, where I cover all things health and fitness. I'm your host, Hunter Kelly, and today it's all about getting started and knowing how hard to train. Before I dive into this week's topic, I want to do a huge shout out to everyone that listened to the introduction and listened to me ramble on for about 17 minutes of my upcoming. Uh, Couldn't imagine a better audience to be doing this for. Again, thank you, everybody. Now, back to the topic. So you're ready to start down your fitness journey, but you're not sure where to get started? Well, I'm going to try and cover some of the questions, concerns that I get and try and help you find out exactly what fits you the best. First up is going to be knowing your goals. Uh, The reason that you're working out and knowing when you can make the time to achieve these goals. So when it comes to goals, uh, there's a lot of in-depth that goes into setting those goals, which I might cover in a future topic. Y'all have to let me know. Um, But having that specific goal that is attainable for you, that way you're not starting off, oh, I want to look like Arnold. Oh, I want to be as fast as Usain Bolt or swim as fast as Michael Phelps. It needs to be something that's achievable short-term and long-term. It's not just about setting that long-term goal. Having those short-terms that really help instill your drive and instill the passion of wanting to become more fit or more built, whatever the goal may be. And secondly, having the reason to get started, it needs to be more than, oh, I want to look like Arnold or I want to get a beach bod because those are all going to be very fad-like and the passion can die off. Uh, You might not find yourself as enjoying it as much as you should and being able to really instill like, I want to do this to live a longer, healthier life, that's going to help make it a lifelong process and You'll be able to stick with it for a much, much longer time. And lastly, knowing uh, when and how you're going to make the time. Uh, I've talked about this before with some people, but for me, the the middle of the day works best for me just because I don't have a whole lot going on then and I can cram a good workout in. Uh, But for other people, it might be first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Just finding what works best for you when you can get to the gym, the track, uh, wherever it is that you're trying to achieve your goals at. So once you get all of that figured out, the next thing is going to be knowing if you're training hard enough to reach those goals. And in this topic, I'm really going to go over heart rate and kind of cardio goals because I feel like most people are trying to either lose weight or just become more physically fit and heart rate's going to be the best judge for all of that. Now there's a couple of misconceptions I want to go over and then how to properly train hard enough as far as science is concerned and kinesiology is. So first up some of the misconceptions is sweat. Uh, When you ask most people What's an indication of a good workout? Most of them are going to say sweat. Even starting off in kinesiology, I was one of those that's like, well, I normally have a good workout when I'm sweating. And you have companies like, I think it's Nike that make the shirts that say, I can go home now whenever you sweat enough and it makes that font pop out on your chest. 
which I think we should try and amend at some point. That way we're not misleading everybody. Because sweat is just to help regulate your body temperature, which is essential for sure in maintaining homeostasis, but it's not necessarily an indication of a good workout. Because you can live in Texas and just step outside and instantly be covered in sweat. Or even here in North Carolina where the humidity is high, you just walk out and you're sticky, gross, and it's not necessarily because of a good workout. Although it is a byproduct of working out, just because you are raising your temperature and your body's trying to naturally cool off, it's not the best way to know if you're having a good workout. So the first way to know if you're having a decent workout is what they call a talk test. This is something you can do if you're working out with a buddy, uh, you're maybe jogging a trail or doing some hiking with someone, and just trying to maintain a steady conversation with somebody. And if you're able to do this conversation without stopping and having to struggle to breathe, you know that you need to pick up the pace. But if you're only getting out a couple of words and having to suck for air or just breathe in deeply, that's a good indicator that you're working hard enough. But if you want to know more in-depth and know exactly how hard to train, that's where the heart rate comes in. And heart rate is the best judge if you can know how to use it to achieve what you're after. So first up, Knowing your resting heart rate is the key to most equations on knowing how hard you need to train. And thankfully, we live in a society where technology can do just about everything for us. So if you have a Fitbit or some form of smartwatch, having it track your resting heart rate is a big help. Or if you don't have one of those, the best thing you can do uh, is track it first thing in the morning because it's before your body really has to fight gravity or fight any physical exertion. So your resting heart rate is going to be best timed first thing in the morning before you even sit up. So to find it, let's say you're laying in bed and you just wake up, the best thing you can do is either check a distal wrist pulse or your carotid artery pulse. Personally, I find the carotid artery to be a much more easy to find pulse over the wrist and just to do that you just want to take your first your pointer finger and your middle finger press it against either your wrist or right beside your trachea and find that pulse and just count how many times it pulses within a 15 second time frame and then multiply that number by four or you can do it by 10 and multiply it by 6. Or if you want to count it for a whole minute, you're more than welcome to do that. So now that you have your resting heart rate, how do you know where it needs to be at to train for the goals that you're after? Well, first, you have moderate intensity, light intensity, and vigorous intensity. I know I totally messed up the order in which those go in, but it's fine. So to start off, moderate intensity. So... As a kinesiologist, we recommend 150 minutes a week of moderate intense exercise. And all this means is, however you want to divide it up, a lot of people will do 30 minutes for 5 days, or if you want to do an hour for 2 days and 
break up that last little bit over the course of the next day. So the difference between light, moderate, and vigorous intensities is all going to come down to what percentage heart rate you're training at. So for light intensity, it's going to be 50% to 70%. And don't worry, I'm going to pop up an equation here in a little bit just to kind of help y'all figure out your own intensity that you want to work at. But I want to cover the uh, percentages first, and then we'll dive into the equation. And I'll leave you with just that little bit of math, because I know no one likes a whole lot of mathematics. So moderate intensity is going to pick up right after light at 70% to about 85%. And this is what most people try and shoot for, though if you're a beginner starting out, it's, it's okay to go lighter and kind of dip your toes in the water to say. And then vigorous is going to be your 85+. plus. This is pretty much going all out in the gym. You're going to be gasping for air most of the time or at least I find that I am so going back to that equation for how to figure out these percentages and using your resting heart rate so you're always going to start with 220 this is the standard for the maximum heart rate so you're going to take that 220 and you're going to subtract whatever your age is so we're going to just use me as an example for this one because I at least know my vitals and roughly where I want to train at when I'm biking or running. So 220 minus 22, which is going to give you 198. This is just my maximum heart rate. So in theory, my heart rate should not go over this, although it's not an exact science. So you're going to take that 190 and you're going to subtract whatever your resting heart rate is. So for me, it's 63. So whenever you do that math, you get 135. And it doesn't really matter too much if you know what the 135 means, just knowing what the equation part next is. So you're just going to multiply that 135 by whatever intensity you're going at. So for this one, let's just say 70%. You got to move that decimal over to make it a whole number again. So 135 times 0.7 is 94 and a half. So you got to think, oh, well, that's not that high. But you got to remember to add back your resting heart rate. When I was studying this and doing it in class, there were so many times I would forget to add my resting heart rate back. And it would just be like, I'm not training intense enough. So you got to be sure to add that resting heart rate back. So 94.5 plus that 63 again is 157.5. So personally, for me to train at 70% of my heart rate, it needs to be roughly in a 157.5 heart rate zone. So I know what you're thinking now. I know how to calculate my heart rate. I know what my goals are, but how do I know what to do. Honestly, I would experiment around with different forms of cardio if this is what you're shooting for and find what fits you the best. Uh, back in one of my strength and conditioning classes, we spent a day in the weight room just figuring out what suits us the best. So we would cycle through all the cardio equipment. So personally, I started out at the treadmill because that's what I knew. 
and we rotated around to the air bike, the row machine, and Jacob's ladder. Let me tell you, if you are a cruising for a punishment, Jacob's ladder is for you. If you ever wanted to know what it's like to climb an infinite ladder and feel like you're about to fall every second, Jacob's ladder is for you. I had a uh, professor who was, I don't know, he had to be late 60s, and that was his favorite thing. You would see him at the school gym just climbing like a madman. He loved that thing for whatever reason. So whenever it comes to finding the cardio that best suits you, it's whatever you find the most joy in doing. I know a lot of people that love the row machine. I know a lot of people that love treadmill running. But personally, for me, I enjoy a good cycle ride. So it's whatever you find the most joy in. Because at the end of the day, you're, you should be in the gym for you. Not to please everyone else. So whenever you're having fun, I feel it'll instill that happiness and make you want to come back. So now that you've started down the fitness journey, I want to cover a few risks. Now, whenever you partake on anything new, there's always going to be a risk of something. Now, with fitness, there is always going to be that risk of injury. So whether you're running on a trail, uh, you have that chance to kind of slip, roll ankles, kayak, and you could always tip over. Um, depending on what it is, there's always going to be some form of bad. Now, there is one risk that I think happens to everybody, and that's becoming addicted. Workout, the way that they describe to us in class, is it's like a drug. And what do I mean by this? It's because it can be addictive, and you can find so much good that comes out of it, and you just want to keep going and going. But like anything drug-related, that can be helpful, but it can also be harmful and too much. So just keep in mind that you don't want to overexert yourself and end up actually hurting yourself when you're trying to achieve your lifelong goals. One more thing I'd like to cover about being hurt is trying to avoid some social media, especially when you're first starting out. Uh, I know I'll scroll through my Instagram, Facebook, whatever, scroll through the feed, and you'll see these transformation photos, whether it be a bodybuilder or someone that bought said program, and it's like 90 days a lot of those are misleading, some of them are outright lies, and just knowing that everyone progresses at their own rate. So although you might know someone that in 90 days made this significant change, you have to remember that you're your own person. You are built different than them, so you will progress at whatever rate that you will progress at. But don't let that turn you away, don't let that discourage you in any way shape or form nobody wants to put you down everybody just wants the best for everybody especially in a fitness setting and if anyone tells you otherwise let me know I'll go talk to them for you and tell them that they're wrong and that they're stupid as always thanks for listening y'all have to let me know if y'all like these shorter breakdowns on topics or if y'all would like me to go a little more in-depth and try and delve more into the weeds and break down whatever topic we're covering a little bit more. 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hunter underscore Kelly underscore 99 or find me on Facebook as Hunter Kelly. Uh, and as always, I appreciate y'all listening. And if y'all don't mind sharing this with anyone that's looking to get started in the fitness industry, I would greatly appreciate it. As always, thank you. And this is Hunter Kelly signing off.